Hey everyone, Christy McClellan here, and I want to invite you to a brand new event from Lifeway Women called Feast. At this event, you'll be invited to feast on God's Word by studying the Bible in its historical, cultural context. We're going to get to know the Bible in its world, in its native habitat, text, and context. You'll experience teaching, worship led by my 25-year friend, Laura Cooksey, and fellowship with other women around the world. Come and learn with me that the living God is better than we ever knew. Visit LifeWay.com slash Feast to learn more. This is the Marked Podcast from LifeWay Women. We're your hosts, Mary Margaret West and Elizabeth Heineman. Each episode, we'll talk about what God's doing, how he has and is marking each of us. Sometimes that will be through interviews, and sometimes we'll have conversations around the table. We're so glad you joined us today. Welcome to another episode of the Mark Podcast. Again, we are recording live from Life of Women Live in Orlando, Florida, and um, are having so much fun. So much fun. We have a little audience. Can you, like, I know. Do y'all want to like give a little shout out from over there? Oh, perfect. There we go. I love it. Yeah. Um, and we are here with Whitney Caps today. Welcome. Whitney, back to the podcast. Yes, yes. but I'm glad that we are in person. Yes. I know. It's so rad. It Way is. more fun. And the last time we were on a Skype call, and like those are like, they work for what they're supposed to do, but it's never as much fun as actually sitting down in person. Totally. So. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. We are very glad to have Thank you with you. us today. Yes. So this weekend, we're kind of just asking some real short questions. Awesome. But they, the answers may not be short because they're kind of... Somebody said, this is a tough question, and it is. Sounds good. But we're kind of going around the theme of together and yeah. the quarter of three strands. So we know that the foundation for every relationship is our foundation in Christ for yes. believers. And so we wanted to just talk, ask you about what is your, what does that sure foundation of Christ mean to you? And that, like, what did it mean to you when it became your sure foundation? Yes. And then even now today? Yeah. I think it's, oh, and it's a great question. I hope my answer helps some people. Um, so I was baptized and made a profession of faith when I was four. And if you haven't been around the church a long time, in my tradition, you'd walk down the aisle and yeah. you'd talk to your pastor and that kind of thing. Well, I was four. And my pastor happened to be my dad. I remember all of it very clearly. Um, and he asked questions and felt confident that I had enough kind of knowledge to say, yes, I think God is doing something in our heart and our life. But throughout my childhood, I was just so afraid. What if it wasn't enough? What if I didn't know enough? And Mm -hmm. so at 12 at a revival, I walked down the aisle again, again in our tradition. And I said, I want to be baptized. I know. And I think at 12, I felt the weight of my sin. I think I understood at four that I was sinful and that I needed Jesus. Mm -hmm. At 12, I felt the weight of my sin. And so dad baptized me again. And again, I'm not saying that this is necessary, so I'm not imposing this on anybody. But I say that I became a believer at 12. Now, here's what I would say now as a mom who had kids who came to faith at a very young age. um, I think that that's where Christ became my sure foundation and where the lies of the enemy were silenced because I could say, no, I know that Jesus is my Savior. Do I know that it was necessary? No. I could have died at eight, and I think I would have gone to heaven, but for me at 12. 
I can say I understood the weight of my rebellion. And understanding that, I think, sweetened the cross. Now, I don't think you have to be rebaptized. I think that progression is sanctification. I think Mm -hmm. that's part of the process of understanding not just that I was sinful, but what my sin cost. And I think that kind of comes in waves. I also think the freedom and forgiveness comes in waves. Some people receive it and they're like, great, I'm done. And then there's some of us that have to walk with Jesus longer before we feel the release of that. But Mm -hmm. I think all of that's a part of sanctification. But for me, that foundation, I go 12. I know that I know. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that's where I love how God's story of working in every single one of our lives looks different, Mm -hmm. but yet the, the pieces are this, like the bottom line pieces are still the same as right. he works those things and helps us come to a better understanding of yeah. who he is and um, and what it is that he's done for us as we continue to grow in our faith. And I love how Paul so often reminds us that like this is an ongoing process. Yes. Like just that it's, we're never going to fully understand all of these things, but, um, but it's just working out all of those pieces together as right. we go along. And so, um, you know, the second thing we wanted to ask about is community. Mm-hmm. And we're talking a lot about being better together um, this weekend. And I love how we've seen that in a lot of ways, but what does that look like for you to have community, to be real with them? Um, you know, how has that marked you in your walk with Christ? Well, I go back to when people ask me this question, I have a very specific memory um, of a really good friend of mine who has known me for a long, long time. And um, she's really good. She and her husband are good friends with my husband and I. And she caught the tail end of an argument that Chad and I were having. I don't know if this happens to anybody else, but we were (laughs) fighting in the car. And we Mm. pulled into the church parking lot, cracked the door, and we were still like at each other. You know, you hop out and realize people are there and you're like, hey, how are you? (laughs) Well, she caught me before I had flipped the switch. Yeah. in church that afternoon after the sermon, she came up to me and she was like, hey, um, I just want you to know I caught the tail end of that. And I love you enough to tell you that that was disrespectful. And I know, I know that's not mm. who Jesus has called you to be. And I won't lie. It wasn't like I was like, thank you for that. I yeah. feel so edified. It hurt, but it was true. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't lash out at her, but it stung a little bit. So this is not my Pollyanna. I was so grateful. Right. It was wonderful. But I think that's what healthy community looks like. Mm -hmm. A friend who will extend grace when grace is needed. But I love that I believe she listened to the Holy Spirit. It was like, hey, you saw something that she tried to hide. And I need you to go and say to her, this is what I see. And I think Jesus wants something different. Because the reality is why community matters so much is no matter how close we are to Jesus, we have blind spots. We just have blind spots. Mm -hmm. Do I think the Holy Spirit can reveal those to us? Sure. But do I think He very often does it in community? Yes, I do. And it, again, it's not to be Pollyanna that it's so great. It's yeah. so wonderful, but it is worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I think that that's been such a running theme of mm-hmm. like, and we've heard several like similar, but different stories of that. Yeah. Like just that idea of going, I've got those friends who mm-hmm. just like can say those yeah. hard things that like, oh, they sting yeah. like yeah. in that moment. It's like you said, you didn't, you're not just me. like, thank you so much for correcting me. Like for calling me out on my, my sin, my like, junk. you know, yeah. but, but thank you for being the kind of friend who's bold enough to say that mm-hmm. and, um, in kindness. And, um, and so like every single one of us, not only needs to have friends like that, we need to be a friend like that. Right. Um, Which is, I think sometimes maybe harder yeah. Yeah. Um, is to say to a friend, hey, are we close enough for me to tell you something I've seen yeah. in your life? And they may yeah. say no, but mm-hmm. um, 
I hope that we can be women as we are being sanctified, where we can be that and receive it well. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I got mad at a friend a couple years ago because like, I'm, I'm the stronger personality in a lot of my friendships because that's the way the Lord has wired me. And, um, and I just looked at her, I said, I need you to call me out. And she was like, I don't want to. And I was, and I looked at her, I said, I'm already like I'm calling you out that you're not calling me out, and like I, I, it was one of those things like I could see that there was a void there, and so even if like you're in that space where like nobody's doing this for me, ask somebody to do that for you. And I think it's good. Sometimes I will hear women say often, I don't have anybody in my life like that. But I think what you've said is so important is that sometimes we need to say, hey, I'm looking for somebody to be an accountability partner. Yeah. Yeah. And let me just say, my husband and I are not accountability partners. We tried it for about two weeks. And we're like, this is not <laughs> healthy. It's not going to work well. Either yeah. one of us. <laughs> yeah. But I do think we need to look at our life and go, you know, I, I need and want somebody. Yeah. And it's not wrong mm-hmm. to say to some friends, hey, to say to an older woman in your church that you yep. love and respect, that maybe you don't know super well, yeah. hey, can we have coffee once a month? And can I give you permission to to ask me really hard questions. Mm-hmm. I think it's there's nothing wrong in asking for that. Yep. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. And I was just going to say, you mentioned like the common thread, but I feel like there's also a common thread of like people answering this question and it either being about their earthly family unit mm-hmm. or it takes place in a church, yeah. which I just feel like it's mm-hmm. such a cool mm-hmm. thing because that's like, that's the bigger family unit right. that we've been adopted into. That's so good. And so it's just... Those both those family units are important, and, yeah. and the church is our family. And Absolutely. so, just to try to, if you're not a part of a local church, just how much community takes yeah. place through the local church mm-hmm. and in the local church. And and you and Kelly Minter both gave examples of like this happened in church. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. And, and so I just think that's that's something that we need to mm-hmm. talk about, and especially as women are, are leaving here. So they they've been part of this community this weekend. Um, and we've all been part of these like camps or events yeah. where it's like, oh, we're all together here. And it's such a, a, a familial kind of relationship. I can't say that word, but um, kind of relationship because we've all been to the mountaintop together. That's right. yeah. And so as they go out into the culture and into their own worlds, um, what encouragement can you give to women and what kind of challenges may yeah. you um, give to them as they go out and engage culture? Absolutely. Well, let me just say I want to comment and it's going to tie into my encouragement is I think what you've said is so important, Elizabeth, because let me just be honest. I can hose anybody for two days, <laughs> meaning you won't see the ugly side of me right, yeah. in two days. If we go to camp, if we hang out once a month, mm-hmm. y'all, I'm real good at faking it. <laughs> yeah. And the reason I think church community matters so much over the long haul, right. so I mean investing, putting down roots, and digging in is that yeah. over the long haul, these are the people who do see me right. at my best and at my worst and mm-hmm. where the erosion of fake it goes away eventually. Not always, but these are people who legitimately know me. And I think that's purposeful Mm -hmm. in terms of God's plan that we would not hop in and out of community. Because again, they're not going to ask the hard questions. They're not going to see the stuff that I'm real good at hiding. Uh But over the long haul, we're kind of forced into that. So my encouragement is dig in. Now, here's what you have to know. It's going to get ugly. Mm -hmm. When you dig in, somebody will make you mad and you will go, I did not know this was what was behind the curtain. Okay. Right. It's so true. But that's where real accountability happens because you get to see me and I get to see you. Yeah. 
But hopefully, what has knitted us together is Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so no matter what's going on with us personally or relationally, our goal is to move towards Jesus together. And so that is bigger than the disagreements Mm -hmm. or the dysfunction or the differences that we have. And so my encouragement is dig in to your church. That's not me just being a church girl and the Pollyanna answer. It's the biblical command, Mm -hmm. too. Yeah. And it makes me think, too, that like I'm going to just take a stab that some of you listening either today here um, or listening to this podcast are at that spot where you're going, well, maybe I need to find a new church. Like maybe Mm -hmm. that's the answer. Mm -hmm. And like, there are moments when that's the answer, but that is not the typical, like finding another church is not necessarily Mm going to solve all your problems. That's right. And you know, and I think that's where I remember even when I moved to Nashville, like after about a, I had moved prior to being here, I'd moved five times in five years, five cities. And so like, I knew how to do all the things for, like you're saying, like for about a year. And I was like, I'm good. Like I know how to make friends. I know how to be a part of church, but like, I jumped out, like, I mean, and I wasn't running away from anything, but I moved before the rubber met the road in a lot of situations. And so, like, when I finally got past that year marker, it was hard. And I remember looking yeah. around at my church going, I don't like all these things all the time. And I don't like all of you all the time. And, like, and even at my friends and stuff like that, I, it was a real rough transition. But it was so, but, like, to stick and stay has made a big difference. And so if that's maybe you today where you're wrestling of going, like, maybe the church is the problem. Like, at least ask some some good questions and some wise people to go, like, maybe it's me here. And maybe I need to work out some of these things with the Lord for Him to do in yeah. me and to yeah. change in me as, you know, as I'm settling into these One, things. So. And it may be that the church is legitimately the problem, but it yes. may be that you're a part of the solution to yes, that problem. Absolutely. And we bail yeah. before we see the fruit of the solution that God wanted to provide in yeah. us. Use but I tell you. people all the time about the church, like, it's just like my husband. There is a honeymoon phase within yeah. the church, too. And mm-hmm. I remember very distinctly coming home from the honeymoon and being like, I'm living with a dude, and this is so weird. Oh, yeah. When you get outside that honeymoon phase, mm-hmm everything gets harder. And yeah. then you decide, is this really covenantal? Am yeah. I in? Right. Because this is where Jesus called. Yeah. Not because I feel it, not because the emotions are there, not because I have all the warm fuzzies, but because I believe this is what Jesus has called me to. Yeah. And I think church, this is no surprise. It's why it, there's a metaphor of the bride and Jesus. And yeah. it's a metaphor of marriage. I think the church is very similar where you're going to wake up one day, the honeymoon phase is yeah. over and you're going to be like, man, I want to go back to Bora Bora with another church. Well, <laughs> You're going to come back at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. Well, Whitney, thank you so much just for answering a handful of questions today, hanging out with us. Um, In today's show notes, we will link back to your full episode that we did a while back and um, to your Bible study, to your book, all that, how people can touch base with you. If you're listening today and um, and something has stuck out to you and you want to post on social media, use the hashtag marked podcast. And you can find everything at lifebywomen.com forward slash podcast. And we hope that we will see you guys again soon. We hope you enjoyed that conversation with Whitney Caps. We did, and we loved just getting to chat with her at Lifeway Women Live. Um, we know so many of y'all loved hearing her speak at the event. And so if you would like to hear more from Whitney, you should join us for the Women's Leadership Forum in November. She yes. is one of our speakers. 
And if you've been around for any amount of time, you will hear me say that this is like my favorite thing that we do here at Lifeway. It's just like other than the teen girl stuff that we get to do, which is like (laughs) my jam. But like as far as just engaging with other women. podcast. Yes. Yes. I'm just just, kidding. We're we're talking event category here now. But yeah, the Women's Forum is just like it's for any woman who leads in any Mm -hmm. capacity. And there's an incredible lineup this year with um, Shelly Giglio. Whitney's going to be there. Kelly Minter, Christine Kane, Jada Edwards, um, Robbie Gallaty, who is a local pastor here in Nashville and is a yeah. dynamic preacher, um, as well as Alina Pitts, who is going to, she was one of the stars of the movie War Room. And yeah. so she's going to be there as well. And so it's an, it's an awesome lineup, but, and really the thing that we haven't mentioned yet is the breakout sessions because right. it is three days of a ton of breakout sessions where you can so dive much. into the things that you're interested in and, and just be a part of the conversation of what's going on in leadership around the world, whether that's in ministry or in the marketplace. Or in your um, home. Yes. Any of those spots, there are breakout sessions for you and just some awesome ways to network and connect with other women who lead. And so we hope that you will join us here in Nashville um, in November for the Women's Leadership Forum. And for more information, check out today's show notes um, or lifeway.com forward slash women's forum for more information. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to join in the conversation, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Mary Margaret C and at ED Heinemann. Use the hashtag marked podcast to connect with us. You can also find Lifeway Women on all social media channels at Lifeway Women. All of today's show notes will be posted at lifewaywomen.com forward slash podcast. And if you love the show, leave an iTunes review. It's a great way for other people to hear about the show. We will see you next time. Home should be a place where we feel at peace, where we can be ourselves, where we feel loved. For a lot of us, though, home is a place of heartache, hurt, and loneliness. As believers, Christ promises us an eternal home. But what does that actually look like? And how do we deal with our current homesickness? I recently wrote a Bible study called Come Home for Women, and I'm so excited that Come Home will also be available for teen girls. It's perfect for small groups, helps girls answer important questions, and gives us a richer understanding of what kind of home God's building for us. The release date for Come Home for teen girls is August 1st, but you can pre-order it now at lifeway.com slash come home. Don't miss out on this opportunity to help girls belong and be loved. Again, you can pre-order it today at lifeway.com slash come home.